kick back, relax, and unwind to discussions on movies, video games, TV shows, and more on the show about all things media. Media Unwind. Welcome back to another episode of Media Unwind. I'm your host, Brandon Crum. Let's get started. Well, today's episode, I wanted to talk about something kind of new and fresh, uh, and it is in the video game world. We're talking a little bit about video games tonight, because there's a new release uh, that really got me excited, and that release is Resident Evil 2. That's right. The Resident Evil 2 remake uh, is out now, and... I wanted to be able to uh, sort of experience it or at least visualize it and watch it a little bit before I talked about it. But man, this this game is everything I was hoping that the Resident Evil franchise would do with the, with the next game. Because you get the, the classic slow-moving zombies again. You get, um, you're in Raccoon City. You know, you're walking around the streets and the, 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 uh, the police department. It's just fantastic overall. And I wanted to talk about that tonight. Um, because there's a lot to talk about. The franchise itself has gone through, you know, quite a few turns here and there over the years. But I think finally it's it's getting back on track because, you know, there was, of course, Resident Evil 7 came out in 2017. And um, that was a, a first-person shooter. And that, in a way, was the uh, predecessor in terms of getting the franchise back to pure horror. Whereas before, with Resident Evil... Some people, anyway, feel that Resident Evil uh, 4, 5, and even 6, well, especially 6, were, were very action-oriented rather than horror-oriented, uh, so or survival horror. So Resident Evil 7 sort of took it back to that survival horror, but it was in first person. I think they had a, a VR option. Um, I didn't play that one. I, I, don't, I don't play a lot of uh, first-person games, but Resident Evil 2... Uh, went back to the third-person option. At least there is a third-person view. And I, I think, you know, when it's kind of... You're looking over the shoulder of, of, of the character, you know, from as if you're a third person in the uh, in the environment. But, yeah, I mean, just... I, I think Resident Evil 2 is, was the perfect way to, you know, let Capcom, who is the creator of the game, uh, make something more akin to what really started the franchise... And instead of making, I guess, another, you know, part eight, they wanted to, you know, use this fantastic technology that we have, you know, with the next-gen systems and the graphics. And they updated um, one of the previous games, Resident Evil 2. They had already updated Resident Evil 1 for the GameCube. So it, you know, it's not as good. The graphics, of course, are not as good as what we have today. Um, but... Compared to its original, you know, release, you know, the, the, the first game technically already had a facelift, so it was time for the second game to kind of get a, to get, you know, get its own time to shine again, because it has so many great elements. You know, it, it introduces um, Leon Kennedy to the franchise, and you know, uh, and, and Claire Redfield, who is the sister of Chris Redfield from the first game, so it's just really great that it. It continues on the story. 
Um, and so it's just, it's just really great, you know, because there's so much love and detail put into this game that it's going to, you know, it's going to appeal to newer generations of gamers and people that uh, maybe have played the original back on the original system. So, of course, the story of Resident Evil 2 uh, takes place after the original game in 1998's game. Um, so it's it's in Raccoon City, which has, of course, been overrun by zombies. And I love zombies, by the way. Uh, I mean, they're just, the concept is very cool, you know. Uh, nobody wants to get eaten alive. And it's just it's pretty frightening that we could basically become our own worst enemy. Which we already are, in a way. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, yeah, so basically the, the plot of Resident Evil 2 is Leon Kennedy um, is a rookie cop. And he is sent in. And this is actually his first day on the job. Uh, and he meets up with Claire... Uh, who is Chris Redfield's sister from the first Resident Evil, and she's looking for her brother. And the two meet up. And, well, actually, there's two. You know, there's two story variations. You can play as Chris's sister Claire, or you can play as, of course, Leon Kennedy. Um, both have you know slightly variation uh, story wise, but I think you know basically they're in the same environments. So uh, basically, you're. You're trying to survive the events of Raccoon City before it's uh, nuked, you know, kaplooey. Uh, also, what's really great is that there is a additional character uh, from the original game that came back as a mini character, of course, but his name is Hunk, uh, or the Grim Reaper, as he's known as, or the fourth survivor. He uh, is part of a special unit's uh, crew that was sent in to retrieve the G-Virus. And he is the lone survivor of that uh, incident. He had to, you know, battle his way through the sewers to get out. Um, so that's, it's pretty. It's a great, great little side quest. Um, and it's been fun for me. I kind of originally came into the series playing Resident Evil 4 back on the PlayStation 2. And that was also a Leon Kennedy-led story. And for me, I love the new controls. Um, for, you know, per, some people are a little upset that the fixed camera angles from the original Resident Evil 2's release are gone. They have updated it now to where, you know, you get to choose where the camera looks. And you get to aim the gun and, and all that. I think, personally, it's it's an upgrade. It's a much better system. I, I know some people think it it's lost some of the tension. But to me... It's just made the game experience. You, I personally, I feel like you're more the character now, and you you feel like uh, you you have a little bit more control. And there's also a uh, little side quest, you know, and during uh, Leon's adventures, he meets up with Ada Wong. You know, and, and in the franchise, they have a long-standing, <laughs> well, love. I'm not sure love hate, but it's uh, it's a very cat and mouse, almost like Batman and Catwoman type of relationship so it's always fun to see the two on screen and in this game spoiler alert they actually have a, a kiss moment which is she uh i don't want to give too much away but she may be using her feminine charms ada wong to get leon to do what she needs him to do if you know what i'm saying uh so there's lots of twists and turns in the game uh, overall, I I just found that the, the even the graphics are just completely updated. It's incredible. 
the zombies when you're shooting them. You know, there's cop zombies, and you pop them in the head, and their their cap, their you know, their hat flies up in the air, and you shoot people's faces, and it explodes. So there are zombies, of course. They're not people anymore. They're zombies. Uh, so you you get away with doing that. Uh, but the visuals are just incredibly gory and uh, just what you want from a Resident Evil game. Because the amount of, you know, some, you know, you turn some guy's head up and his jaw falls off and it's all, you know, bloody and gross. And it's just really cool. So if you're into horror, you know, even just, you know, movies or you know even the comics, there's horror comics. This kind of thing is exactly what what you're looking for. And that's, I'm not even saying you have to buy the game. You can even watch to do a Let's Play. But overall, it's a great experience in that they that I think every zombie fan should at least sort of experience in some way. Because there's a fantastic story interwoven there. And I wouldn't want you to miss out. So, of course, rather than using the tank controls, you know, like I, I mentioned earlier, um, you know, they have an all-new system where you can kind of move anywhere you want to look and I just think that's that's so fantastic and especially in this day and age where if they had gone back to the old the old way of doing things and in the, in the I think it wouldn't have connected so well because right now this game is very highly reviewed um, everybody seems to like the game it's it is sort of getting the the franchise back to its roots uh, the, the graphics are incredible, like I've said. And even the sound of the game. They, they stayed true to the original, but they also updated it. And that's really fantastic. I think, we, here's what I'll do. Since I you're listening to a podcast, you can't see. <laughs> you can't see the updated graphics. Um, you just have to take my word for it and do some Googling yourself. But what I can do is I'm going to take some snippets from the original Resident Evil 2 game. And I'm going to compare that to snippets from the remake um, so you can kind of get an idea of just how updated and immersive and uh, and beautiful this new game really is it's like the even the sound is in HD if that you know it's just it's so incredible so here's a, a few clips of um, Resident Evil 2 the original games audio and then right behind that is going to be the remakes audio let's take a listen I'll be there. This is out of control. Here, take this key card. You should be able to unlock the doors in the hall with this. Now go. But... Just go! No. You'll need this. I can't take it. Stop. 
and don't make my mistake. If you see one of those things, uniform or not, you do not hesitate. It's incredible, huh? That's 20 years worth of uh, game advancement, uh, at least in the audio department. And it's, uh, to me, I think the new game, the, the sound in it is really what helps sell the scares and the, the atmosphere. Because without sound, you know, just be uh, kind of dark hallways. But when you get the rain effects and the zombie moans and, the, you know, uh, and you hear this around, what's really great in the game is that if you don't necessarily kill a zombie and you leave it in one room and you go to another part of the, uh, the location, you're going to hear that zombie walking around and, you know, out, out there somewhere. So that sense of threat is ever present. Um... And this game, when you walk around, you're going to see dead enemies uh, that you killed in the past, which is a really cool update if you think about it. Um, where, you know, a lot of games, the, the enemy would just melt away or whatever. And uh, now, when you re enter rooms, the enemy's still there and they have the potential to reanimate, to kill you again, to try to kill you again, which is uh, really great because it keeps you on your toes. When you go in back into a room, the sense of dread is still there. Now, to make all this possible, Capcom is using the RE engine, which is the same technology behind the 2017's Resident Evil 7 and Devil May Cry 5. Uh, working with the RE engine in the past allowed Capcom to improve elements of Resident Evil 2. Um, according to an interview IGN did with the producers, uh, the the ability to have scars and dirt appear on characters in real time as, as they're attacked uh, with this engine is allowed. This wouldn't have been possible, or even at least not as noticeable, if the game had gone um, with the first-person perspective like Resident Evil 7. Um, so... The developers actually, you know, did experiment with a first-person perspective uh, at one point, uh, according to an interview uh, with Game Industry. Uh, Stuart Turner from Capcom Europe said that the decision to use third-person ultimately came down to it fitting with the way that the game was designed. And I fully believe that, you know, so because of that change from first-person to the third-person... Um, Capcom 
opted not to include VR support in Resident Evil 2 while it was supported for Resident Evil 7. So, that's a, it's a trade-off. You're getting a trade-off. And of course, there are other trade changes made because of the uh, power afforded by the uh, current generation hardware. Uh, Leon's large shoulder pads from the 1998 game are gone, as they weren't really necessary to convey that uh, you know he's a police officer. And then even Leon's face gets a sort of an update here, where he doesn't quite look like he did at the in Resident Evil 6, but you know he has the hair <laughs> intact, the classic hair from from all, for at least from Part 4. So, which is great that they're keeping up with that. You can play the game, of course, right now uh, on the PlayStation, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, and I think if you have a PlayStation 4 Pro, players can choose between a 4K mode, uh, which will run at 30 frames per second, and then, of course, the standard HD, running at 60 frames per second. It's just, it's just incredible. You know, uh, there are more, uh, there's apparently a rumor that Resident Evil 3 is going to be getting a, a remake as well. Well, I'm not sure if that's actually a rumor anymore, because uh, according to GameRant.com, according to uh, Dusk Golem, who uh, actually accurately leaked information about Resident Evil franchise in the past, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis is already in active development. You know, he didn't elaborate how far it is in development, but that Capcom is pursuing that. And that would be uh, that would be pretty fantastic because the third game really takes you into Raccoon City. You know, you're fighting zombies. We got a little taste of that in Resident Evil 2. The third one almost goes full blown uh, craziness into the city. So it's pretty. It's <laughs> it's it's a great game. So I would love to see that updated as well. And then see Nemesis return. You did see Nemesis the last time I think we saw him was that awful Resident Evil movie. I think it's Resident Evil 2, I think. I'm not 100% sure. But anyway, those movies are a whole different podcast, a whole other thing. It's unfortunate that the movies did not follow the continuity of the games because the games have such a rich history. So... It's a little unfortunate. Uh, I do like the first movie. I just got to say that. Some people don't like the franchise at all. Uh, but in terms of zombie movies, it's a pretty good zombie movie. The zombies are, are pretty scary in it. So I give it a, uh, I give it a pass for the, the first one for that. Then the sequels, I think we'll talk about that later. Um, but Resident Evil 2, it's getting a 91 out of 100 on uh, Metacritic. Which is pretty, which is pretty great. So overall, the critics are liking it. Everybody seems to enjoy the experience um, of Resident Evil 2. So I would highly recommend you pick it up, uh, if, especially if you're a survival horror fan or Resident Evil fan or a zombie fan. You're gonna love. Um, you're absolutely gonna love this game. I think it, it has the right scares. It has the right mood, and the zombies are back. You know, we don't have the tentacle heads and the, the weird mutants and all that. I mean, this is back to, you know, you do have the giant monster, of course. Uh, but it's not every creature isn't having tentacles coming out of their head, you know, which is, I think, better. 
So we'll see. We'll, we'll see where the franchise goes. It's highly unlikely that, you know, the franchise is going to go back to, you know, the, the action, overly action-oriented, especially with the success of uh, Resident Evil 2. So, in other zombie news, uh, if you are a fan of the remake of Dawn of the Dead by Zack Schneider. He is actually actively working on a new zombie movie. Well, actually, it's a project for Netflix. And that's coming out pretty soon, actually. It's called Army of the Dead. He's getting 90000 or $90 million from, uh, from Netflix to do the project. And this is kind of this is gonna be the return of uh, of Zack Snyder to do what he wants to do. He's getting to tell his own stories. And of course, he's been recovering from some personal family tragedies. Uh, he had to step away from Justice League movie. Maybe he was ripped away. We don't know. Snyder came up with a story for this, and it's set in Las Vegas during a zombie apocalypse. Um. The project was over at Warner Brothers since 2007. Um, and now Netflix has sort of bought the project from them. So when the movie uh, gets super big, you get pushed away from the camera. You know, Snyder tells The Hollywood Reporter. And in the last few years, I've had a reconnection with photography. This movie will be a chance to get the camera in hand. So it looks like he's excited to kind of make some art with zombies in it. I'm excited for this. I've, I was a big fan of Dawn of the Dead with, uh, you know, <laughs> the remake anyway. Well, I love the original, of course, too. The George Romero version is a classic. I can't uh, say anything bad about it. It is probably why zombies are still popular today. But I know... Back when the remake came out, I was so excited. It was a different take. You know, he had running zombies, and they were they're crazy, which we had never really. I personally don't remember seeing. I don't think that. I think that was before Twenty Eight Days Later zombies. So, you know, uh, this is great though. This is this is pretty great. When is the project coming? That's when everybody wants to know. I wish I could tell you, but. What we do know, little hints and rumors, is that in Las Vegas, this uh, group of, I guess, let's say mercenaries, top-of-the-line military guys, are going to be conned into going into Las Vegas because, hey, there's money still in there. So I'm, I'm assuming that this means that we're going to have sort of a society afterwards type of... Uh, zombie movie, you know, sort of like Land of the Dead had where money still has value or maybe they don't realize that money quickly is going to have zero value I'm not sure um, but the, the really there's a, I guess, a person trapped inside Las Vegas and so these guys are conned into going in to get the money and extract the person while also dealing with 
hordes of zombies in Las Vegas. I think that sounds pretty awesome. I hope it comes out at the end of the year. Maybe it's probably a 2020 release. I'm speculating here. We don't know, which is unfortunate. You know, but Netflix is killing it with all these with all these shows lately, huh? It's pretty pretty incredible. But another thing that's incredible, at long last, we finally have a little bit of news about a Zombieland 2 movie. You know, Sony had been dancing around with the idea of continuing the horror comedy franchise, um, which came out in 2009. You know, in the years since, there's been a lot of talk you know, about, you know, is this movie coming? Is it not? But until now, that is, uh, there was no official word. Now Sony has finally released a poster, and they they use this you know the recent viral campaign, the ten year challenge, and so we see Tallahassee, Woody Harrelson, Columbus, Jesse Eisenberg, Wichita, Emma Stone, and Little Rock, Abigail Breslin. You know most of the cast actually looked pretty similar if you look at the poster. Uh, it's pretty great. And what this movie is being called is not Zombieland 2. It's being called Zombieland Double Tap, which is which is incredible. Uh, there's also rumors that Bill Murray will once again return following his memorable cameo in the first movie. Only this time, he may be bringing along fellow Ghostbuster star Dan Aykroyd. We'll see. That uh, I'm not sure how that will work. Is this part of the... You know, this is like an extended universe Ghostbusters thing because there is also a Ghostbusters movie in the works, but that's another podcast. We'll talk about that soon. Um, you know, Zombieland was a success at the box office. I think it brought in 102 million worldwide and uh, had pretty favorable reviews. For some reason, a sequel proved to be difficult to get going. You know, actually, that may have been because the cast had been so busy. At one point, even Amazon ordered a pilot for a TV show based on the movie. Uh, But it wasn't really picked up into a series. But Zombieland 2 is set to arrive in theaters October 11th. So that's pretty fantastic. That's coming out not too long from now. And the poster is really great. It's basically all the cast standing in the same positions that they were. They're a little older now. Um, They basically look very much the same. Ten years has been pretty good to these guys and girls. Uh, I'm excited about this because the first movie was a lot of fun. It was able to, you know, it's sort of that Shaun of the Dead fun vibe and added it to zombies, but it wasn't stupid like uh, Night of the Living Dead or Return of the Living Dead Part 2. I tried to watch that recently. Oh my god. Horrible. I just couldn't, you know, <laughs> I couldn't take it. You know, zombies trying to come out of the grave and they're getting stepped on by other zombies and, you know, his head stepped on and pushed back down on the dirt. It's like, this is ridiculous. Um, I will say the first Return of the Living Dead was fun and it had the, you know, the brains and all that stuff. Uh, that sort of introduced that whole concept to zombies, which. That one was fun and had the comedy. The second one was absolutely horrible. So I'm hoping the Zombieland Double Tap is able to keep the fun elements 
from the first movie, but not go ridiculous with it. I have faith, though. Those creators, uh, those guys are pretty fantastic at what they do. And along with the returning cast from the original film, there is a news report of some pretty great casting choices for the sequel. Apparently, top five actor, Rosario Dawson, is going to be in the movie. And she's pretty uh, well-known for uh, a lot of movies, especially the Claire Temple character from the Marvel Universe and Netflix shows. So I'm pretty excited to see what she's able to bring. She's always been a very good actor. She has that uh, sort of raw, realistic quality to her. And she's pretty pretty beautiful. Uh, but other than that... <laughs> I'm just excited for the movie overall. That's all. Uh, at least that movie is getting made because there is some unfortunate news for another zombie movie. World War Z 2 has been put on hold. It was uh, greenlit for pre-production by Paramount and the producers at Plan, or uh, yeah, Brad Pitt's Plan B uh, production company. Sources say that due to budgetary issues, the film is uh, pretty much on hold at this point. The cast has been sent home. The crew has been sent home. Hopefully they're able to work something out because the first film was a huge success. It grossed $540 million worldwide. So I would be very surprised if eventually the sequel doesn't rise again as it were um, you know David Fincher is also a fantastic director and he's attached to the project so I have a feeling it's going to get made it's just going to take some time um, you know it's just unfortunate because the effects were great you know Brad Pitt was very uh, convincing in his leading role some of the some of the zombies are downright scary you know and it was returned to form to the, the I don't know slower non crazy 28 days later zombie um you know there's also a walking dead trilogy in the works and that's gonna be uh you know all about rick grimes coming back so i don't want to give too much away about the show but uh, it's kind of a wide known fact that andrew lincoln exited the walking dead in its ninth season uh, you know, and AMC has been kind of quiet in regards to the movies. But we do know that Rick Grimes is going to be brought back into the mix. I think it was announced uh, on November 4th, 2018, the Walking Dead movies have pretty much since remained a, uh, pretty much a, a huge mystery. But we know they're getting made because there are some details that are beginning to surface. You know, this is not a trick. This is the end of Rick Grimes on The Walking Dead. Uh, that's what uh, the chief content officer, Scott Gimble, said on Talking Dead following Lincoln's final episode. This is not going to be the end of Rick Grimes' story, though. So he's off the show, but he's in the movies. So Rick's journey is continuing on in films, which is going to be a separated kind of storyline from the TV show. It's going to be a trilogy. 
the rollout plan of the, for the films has not quite been revealed yet in regards of, uh, you know, how much time is going to pass between each uh, of these movies. The first film will explore the, the story of where Rick is taken <laughs> and uh, what he faces, you know, in the new corner of, an, of the zombie apocalypse. According to Gimbal, the story will be told over years, meaning the films will likely roll out over the last at least 12 months between each film. The Walking Dead was recently renewed for a 10th season, and it's very unlikely that the season is going to be canceled before the movies make their way out, as they will be strongly tied in to the sprawling universe. And of course, there is the fear the Walking Dead show as well. Uh, so I'm just excited. There's lots of great... Uh, even though some movies aren't getting made, there are, are other zombie projects that are getting made. Because there was sort of a lull for a little while. Luckily, we had The Walking Dead TV show. <laughs> TV shows to keep zombie fans happy uh, while we wait for some movies. But it sounds like there's there's some really great projects. You got the Resident Evil games coming out. You got the movies. What else do you need? If you really want to, you can even make your own custom, you know, action figures. I'm working on a, a custom zombie right now. And it's just really great to be able to, you know, pose them and make them look all raggedy and dead. You know, there's so much fun stuff to do with zombies. You can even go on, they have walks, zombie walks. I encourage you to go out and do that. Because it's just, <laughs> you know, it gets you part of the community. And it gets you out there, it gets the stink blown off you, you know? These zombie walks are incredible, by the way. They, these people dress up. They go bloodied out. Some of them put on huge amounts of prosthetics just to stumble around in a horde of zombies down, down Main Street. I have personally have not done it yet. I'd really love to. I've heard uh, there are a few in the area, so I probably should get involved with that. Have you ever done one? I'd love to hear about it. Uh, if you Are you a huge zombie fan? I'd love to hear about it. Hit me up at... Media Unwind on Twitter or MediaUnwind at gmail.com, and uh, we'll read your comments here on the show. Uh, are there any zombie projects that I I forgot and that I need to talk about in this future episode? Because I know there's all sorts of stuff going on out there. Um, you know, there's all sorts of zombie news as well. I mean, we could we could have talked about you know certain sequels to other zombie movies that weren't quite so good. Uh, there's a you know Day of the Dead Bloodline movie you know that came out. Uh, which is on Netflix if you really want to watch it. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. It's a whole other episode. There's been lots of zombie talk tonight. But I, I suggest you get out there. Don't be a zombie. Get out there. Get active. And intake some media. Anyway, this has been your weekly dose of Media Unwind. I'm your host, Brandon Crum. We'll see you next time. <laughs>